There's a very important contrast that comes out through the scriptures. It's a contrast that St. Paul speaks to explicitly, and it's the contrast between Adam and Jesus. Both of them shared a privileged intimacy with God. Both of them had a a deep uh, communion with God. Adam, of course, though, didn't trust that this was enough. That communion that he had with with God wasn't enough. And uh, so, of course, he he made um, some some choices, some decisions, uh, or one particular decision, we might say, uh, that brought about uh, a rupture in that relationship, in that communion, and, and, and ultimately brought about decay and death. Jesus, on the other hand, trusted fully that that communion with, with the Father was enough, that everything he needed and everything he wanted he would find in that communion by remaining faithful and obedient uh, to that relationship with the Father. And as a result of that obedience, Jesus, uh, as opposed to, to Adam who brought about uh, decay and death, Jesus brings about healing and, and restoration and salvation and hope. St Paul summarises it all by saying, uh, in, in Adam all have died and in Christ all are made alive. We also see that contrast with Eve and Mary. And we're reminded of that today in the first reading. Eve, of course, also experienced this privileged intimacy with God, this, this profound communion. But again, that didn't seem like it was quite enough for Eve. She wasn't convinced that that relationship was, with God was enough for her. There, there must be something more. Maybe there's, there's if I, I can find something more. Can you relate? You know, <laughs> there must be more. <laughs> and, and, and of course, uh, like with Adam, uh, her, her suspicion towards God, we might say, uh, brought about, uh, you know, a, a decision in her heart that hurt not just her, it didn't just hurt her, but of course it, 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 it caused a ripple effect and hurt many others. Mary, on the other hand, uh, perhaps didn't have that same level of intimacy, we might say, with, with God that, that Eve would have enjoyed in, in the garden, um, that same kind of depth of communion uh, Mary didn't understand exactly God's ways, but, of course, she trusted fully. She obeyed fully. She, she believed that, that what she really needed and wanted and, uh, and, and the life that she was longing for would be found in that communion with God through obedience. And her obedience pave the way, of course, for not the downfall of others, but for the salvation of others, for the healing of the world. So two similar contrasts, Adam and Jesus, Eve and Mary. In both cases, we see the power of one person 
the power that one person has to, to bring either discord and division and death or, on the other hand, healing and hope and life. The question for us is, what kind of person am I? Do I bring discord, division and death or healing and hope and life? Perhaps it's a good question for us at the end of each day. The reality is that we can be both people in the same day, can't we? In the same hour. (laughs) But of course the idea is for us all to follow Mary and to be be people who, who work with the grace of God to bring about the healing of the world. What a beautiful mission in life, huh? To look back and think, oh, I brought some healing to the world. St Paul reminds us today in the second reading that you, we've all been chosen. We've been chosen to be people that bring life. Before the world was made, he chose us. He chose us in Christ to be holy and spotless and to live through love in his presence. You're chosen. If you're ever doubting yourself or, you know, in a bit of a funk, thinking all silly thoughts... Read this. You were chosen. <laughs> you are chosen before the world was born, before you even created, before you made any mistakes. You were chosen already. Allow that to sink in, that you're chosen. Like Mary, you've been chosen. You've been given the grace to build God's kingdom, to restore uh, humanity back to life, to, to bring about healing. The question, of course, is whether we will say yes to that grace and whether we will be faithful to that grace like Mary was. Now, you might think to ourselves, well, how can I bring healing to this world? It's so busted up. (laughs) What do I do? Well, it always starts in our own hearts. You know, corporate renewal, the renewal of, of church, family, society, the world always begins in our own hearts. I think of St. Francis of Assisi, a beautiful example of this, right? He brought such a renewal to the world, but it began in his own heart, his own conversion, his own uh, relationship with Jesus, and, you know, it just sort of flowed out of that. So naturally, we bring healing to others by first being healed ourselves. So I'll give you a few examples. You might have a pattern of relationship breakdown in your family, like a lot of families do, right? And you notice that a lot of, often we have very similar things happen in the generations, you know, brokenness that gets passed down, right? You might acknowledge that and say, well, it's going to stop with me, right? I'm, I'm going to do what I can to prevent that pattern continuing, to bring healing to my, my family and to the world. I'm going to do what I can to grow in my own self-awareness to see how I contribute to that pattern. I'm going to do what I can to take responsibility for my part I play. I'm going to do what I can to learn how to love and, and, to, and to try and be faithful to that as best I can with the grace of God. Healing, restoration, the kingdom of God always begins in our own hearts, right? Another example, we might see a pattern of mental health uh, challenges in our family, certain ways of thinking that we see, oh, my grandma had that, my mum had that, now I've got that. Not necessarily our fault, 
most often not our fault. But it's there. And we notice it. We say, well, I'm going to do what I can to be an agent of healing in this pattern that I see in my family. I'm going to go to accounts. I'm going to do that hard work. I'm going to get the, the pastoral, the spiritual support I can. I'm going to do everything I can. I'm going to draw upon every grace God has given me to try and undo that pattern that I see in my family. The renewal of the world, the renewal of uh, our families and our societies and our church, it always begins in our own hearts. God has chosen us to be agents of healing, agents of salvation. We just need to choose to say yes to that grace every day, to do whatever we can to be faithful to, to all the graces God has given us.